welcome back to Not Yet Famous. I'm Katie, and I'm sitting here with Sophia. <laughs> and we're really excited today because we have a very special guest on. Her name is Darylin Castillo, and <laughs> um, she is an actress, she's a singer, she's a songwriter, and she is currently in the Victorian production of Hamilton, which yes. will be going to Puerto Rico. Yes, uh, yeah. four days. Ah, Wild. What? You're leaving in four days? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Are That's you? crazy. Um, so we're in Puerto Rico for a month until January 27th. So it's a three week engagement. And then we go to uh, San Francisco in February for a year. As of right now, yeah. So, you know, we're not, I mean, all we know is like San Francisco for the year, but that's kind of like how the Chicago tour started, Mm -hmm. the Chicago cast started, you know, they kind of were like, we're going to do a year, but they've been there for like four years, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. And just to clarify, she will be playing Peggy Schuyler and Mariah Reynolds in the end Peggy tour. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Double whammy. So born, I was born and raised in New York, um, and uh, I was born in the Bronx, but kind of raised all over. I went to school in, Suffer- in Rockland County and Suffern, uh, which is like suburbia, you know, a little further than Westchester. And um, yeah, what got me into into this life? <laughs> um, I guess when I was, when I was five, uh, that's kind of when, I mean, I think I've always been, I mean, my mom would be like, she's been singing, she didn't do it out of the womb and all that stuff. But I mean, yeah, when I was five, I got this uh, solo um, and I was able to open up for Yolanda Adams um, singing this Swahili song in uh, the school that I went to, this private school. When you were five? Yeah, when I was five. And um, that's kind of where the madness began. Um, And yeah, I looked at my mom like after apparently... It was a hit, and I looked at my mom, and my mom says to this day, she's like, you looked at me, and you're like, this is what you want to do for the rest of your life. And I, yeah, that was at me at five, and, and here I am, still kicking, <laughs> still going, <laughs> still going. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of how I started, and doing community theater, and always being involved in something artistic, and doing all the, co- all like, you know, the contests and things like that, mm-hmm. and um, songwriting, everything kind of, like, happened in a weird, I mean, I've been songwriting since I was eight. Um, like I literally have my cassette at home of the first songs I wrote. The first song I wrote was called Expressway. Oh my god, it's so cheesy. So yeah, it's called you Expressway. Have some of the lyrics, like... Yeah, yeah, I totally do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally will. <laughs> Only because I love you, Katie. <laughs> so it was like, it was like this like rock song, and it was like the expressway. It's better than the highway. Whoa, the expressway. Done it something something my way. I have to like go back home, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, it's, I feel like it's an eight year bop. Yeah, it's a little bop, you know. <laughs> I love that. Like on a cassette player, just like recording the music parts and then like playing the cassette with my voice in the background and then recording. Yeah, yeah. I like created a whole little wow, studio out of like eight? those voice recorders. Yeah. I was like eating worms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I was doing that also. <laughs> on the side. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, the kind of everything started when I was really young and just kind of been going for it. I don't think my my, my parents never um, 
my mom's an educator and my dad's an entrepreneur and my stepdad's a teacher. So my mom's a writer as well. So like we, we've always had this artistic kind of vibe in the family, but never anybody who's really kind of went for it, pursued it. Yeah. So, and everybody's always been super supportive. I mean, my mom is a big dreamer and, you know, my parents came to this country when they were 14 and Mm -hmm. eight years old. So I think they've always taught me to like go for it. So it's never, that's at home. It was never, um, you should probably do something else. It was like Daryl and Zings and this is what she does. And she gathers all the kids from the neighborhood around and makes them put Beauty and the Beast on and all of, yeah. That's, yeah, so that's like always just been my thing. It's amazing how much of a difference that can make in someone's career, mm-hmm. um, the support that they had as a child. Yeah, I th- yeah, and especially, um, I, mean, my, I mean, the women in my family are so powerful and so strong in everything that they've like gone through and they've all been through like a lot. So like, you know, for me seeing that too, being a young girl I mean powerhouse of women has always been like a a big thing for me growing up and kind of like if you're gonna do it like you better do it yeah right. yeah yeah and you better if you're gonna do it you better be the best at it Mm -hmm. you know um I think that's always been kind of like a a a quiet silent rule in my house Mm -hmm. it's like if we're gonna do this we're gonna do this you know and that's definitely apparent through your work ethic like even though I haven't seen you in a while Mm -hmm. um Darylin and I went to City College of New York together yeah let's go beavers (laughs) (laughs) um but it's been a couple of years and even though we haven't been able to see each other I'm like highly aware of like the work that you're always doing and find it really inspirational um, you don't have to go to Juilliard to do it. No, exactly. no. And um, my college life, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I, you know, I auditioned for like great schools and I mean, my top school was like NYU Tisch and my mom got her doctorate from NYU. So I was really big on like, where you go for schooling is really important. But um, my mom actually like sat me down and I think it was AMDA and NYU. And then she was like, I wanted you to audition and I got in, so I'm here I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm going to go to school at these awesome places and I have all these, all these options. And my mom sat me down and ripped up my acceptance letters. And she was like, you're actually not going to go to any of these schools. I wanted you to audition. So you knew that, like, you Could are just as, mm-hmm. you can, you you're can, capable. you're capable of, you are at a level. And if you want to do this, you're going to have to go to, some, to a school where I can pay out of pocket for. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, you're going to be an actress I mean, debt is not an option because um, she just finished paying off her debt, you know, like at 40-something a few years ago. Um, yeah, so, like, that was, I mean, for college, my mom was like, if you're going to do this, you have to, you're going to have to put work into it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the best decision my mom's ever made for me. Um, my mom sounds like a badass. Yeah, she's, yeah. like, pretty dope. Yeah, like she's pretty dope. Yeah, um, yeah. That was like that was it. Like, I mean, I was I went. Listen, I went to City College, and I was I that first semester I was a music major because uh, I didn't want to be a theater major because you couldn't audition. So I was like, I don't know about this this program. So I, I was a music major my first semester, and I hate music theory. I don't know why. I like it was not a great semester. Um, but I did it, and then uh, I was, like, kind of scoping out the theater department, and I was like, let me see what this is about. Like, you know, it's like in, I was in my ego and in my feelings. But um, <laughs> then, like, you know, I went to see a show, and I was like, oh, this isn't bad. 
And then I think Nesmith was the head at the time. And I was like, he's cool. And, you know, like meeting Rob Barron and like the other teachers and Julio, um, who used to be a teacher, Matos used to be a teacher there. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, these people aren't bad. I'll change my major to a theater major. I'll just do it. And it ended up being like the most incredible, pivotal moments for me because I was able to, I think because I came into the school knowing like what I wanted to do, knowing that also if I want to do this professionally, I have to work really hard outside of school. So mm-hmm. uh, but my first off-Broadway gig, uh, Fancy Nancy. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> um, like, it was like really great. It was a vital theater and it was my gig for like two and a half years while I was in school. So I it was... That. You know, I was in school, and I was... the time? Because, I I mean, I found from where I went, it was, like, You want me to tell you something? I got shingles. That's how stressed I was. Yeah, like, I actually have the mark up there. I almost got... I I was almost paralyzed. Like, my whole left side almost got paralyzed. Yeah. Like, that's... I was off-Broadway show, school, full-time school, doing (laughs) shows at school, um, auditioning... And yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit of that was like my fear and anxiety of, I mean, I wanted to graduate and have a resume because I knew I wasn't going to a school like Juilliard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew the connections I made during that time was going to be the most important mm-hmm. part. So um, yeah, I would like, <laughs> you can ask Rob Barron too. Like I would, I like, there was a point, like, there was a part where I really wasn't going to class because I was auditioning so much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and Rob would be like, Daryl, like, you have to come to class. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but I have to audition. Like, yeah. isn't that what we're doing? And, and um, you know, I mean, I think I would pick up the slack, like, whenever I, I was so Not busy. The time. yeah. And, um, yeah, and he was like, all right, you have to come to every class now, though, because, like, you're, you're pushing it. And, um, yeah, that was, like, my big, I was like, I have to be in the room. I have to, like, because, I mean, in, in school, you can only learn so much, mm-hmm. right, no matter what. And, um you have to learn from life experiences and the real experience of it. And I think that sometimes a lot of musical theater uh, programs fail a lot of kids because, or theater programs fail a lot of kids because um, they're unable to, to do the outside work. Cause that's important. Like auditioning is a, is that's a job. That's a, that's a skill. It's how you get extreme your job. Yeah. yeah. And there's only so much you can learn. Oh yeah. Who are super talented. So much. people find it horrifying and I think all of that in college like all of that craziness and the shingles and like doing all that crazy stuff that I was doing like that really prepared me personally um, but every, you know everybody that's the other thing about this business everybody's journey is so different mm-hmm. and there's really no there's no um, there's no map mm. you know you're kind of creating it as you go and seeing what happens but yeah, that was, like, huge. Like, you know, I mean, I, I'm so grateful I went to City College because it gave me time to really focus on if I'm going to do this and also the person that I am. I was like, we're going to do it. Like, you know, we're going to... All in. We're going to do all this crazy stuff and get shingles. And then my mom is <laughs> like, you need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> you need to take a seat. <laughs> take a seat. Take a breath. And so in those early days of auditioning while being in school, like, what... How was it, like, going to those... Did you go to EPAs? Were you going to all the non-union? Yeah, I was doing dumb, dumb stuff, which was great stuff. But, I mean, now that I think about... But, no, I I mean, yeah, I would wake up at, like, 4 in the morning, go in online at 6, be the first, like, top 30 so I can make it to class by noon. And then if I didn't make it to class, then... Where is City College? 
At 137th Street mm-hmm. by oh. um, Convent. See, I pictured that it was in Long Island because that's where you're from, but no. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. This right makes now. more sense now mm-hmm. how you could make it there. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, God, that would be such a long trip. Oh, that's trip too much. Back yeah. Right at the main campus of CUNY. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Harlem. Okay. <laughs> um, wow. So that. So then after City College, what was that journey like into um, like becoming equity and what were the struggles or triumphs there? Um, <clears throat> I guess really after college. So we. I don't know if you remember. We had a showcase. Yes. We were the first class that had a showcase. Mm-hmm. Michael Bartoli was yeah. our professor. Yeah. And um, we did that. We did the whole little showcase thing, and it was the first time City College had a showcase. And I was like, really trying to put like my people that I knew, like casting directors that I would come in for. And Michael Bartoli was great. And and I mean, there but there was only so much you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like our also like our showcase was the same day as like NYU showcase. So it was like there was so much going on where I was like putting so much effort into this showcase because I was like, I really wanted to get signed with an agent and I want to like, all this four years of hard work, like I wanted it to be something. And I remember like, it was terrible. Like we didn't have a great turnout. Um, I just was like not vibing with it. I wasn't feeling great about my work that day. I was really hard on myself. And um, even Rob Heron was like, are you okay? I was like, no, I'm not okay. I'm going home. Like I'm not in the mood. But yeah, like that was like I was like putting so much effort and work into that showcase, and it turned out to not be anything. So that was like super heartbreaking because I was just like hoping that we would get more more action, like you know, from casting directors and stuff, and we didn't. Um, but then that was kind of a reminder, like the work doesn't stop, you know, yeah. um, because I mean you have to show up, you know. Uh, so then, yeah. So after you know, after that, I just kept auditioning and you know I was doing the fancy Nancy thing still I think I did the fancy oh I went to London I got the lambda there it is I got the uh the scholarship to go to lambda and study there and so did Katie um yeah it was me and Maggie and Rachel yeah yeah we were the first ones ones yeah it was wild um best summer of my fucking life me too like literally yeah bright googly eyes yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I just like I just auditioned for something in the west end right now so I'm like oh I hope because I would love to go back and work work out there it was I had a blast and yeah it it, like set me it set me up even further because it was like oh we're doing something professional this is like real and this is great because after I was done with that I had another contract for Fancy Nancy and I was just like still auditioning and yeah. yeah it was all good transitions and what I learned in London I mean was so valuable mm-hmm. and later on in my career and um did that and then came back got right into Fancy Nancy for a little bit and then I booked um Once on this Island in um in Michigan and that's where I got my card I played Team Moon I got my equity card and um yeah and how that happened was I actually so I, I had been wanting to get my equity card. I was like, oh, I really want to get my equity card. But I always have these, like, I always set these, like, goals where I'm like, okay, if I get my equity card, it has to be with the principal contract. And it has to be a show that, like, I'm obsessed with and I really want to, like, you have to have earned it. earn it. Yeah, and love it. Um, I got booked for Theater Works. Mm-hmm. 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 There's, there's a silence. <laughs> Leave it at that. Um, where you're really working for that equity card. Um, if you do a show there, uh, it's just, it's a lot of work. Um, but 
I booked theater works and I was like, okay, this is fine. I'm going to get my equity card doing theater works and that's just a step in my journey and my process and it's not really how I wanted it to be, but I'm, I'm just excited. I'm got booked for something. I want to do the work. I want this really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the day that I signed my theater works contract, I got the call that I got T moon in Detroit and, um, my agent who I just signed with, um, uh, Craig, shout out to Craig. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he was like, there's always a way out of a contract. So like, don't worry about it. But yeah, they, he's like, they want you for T moon. And I was like, Oh shit. I was like, yeah, this is it. This is what I was talking about. This, this is the one I was. Yeah, this is what I wanted. So you know, you know, your agent, whatever he sets, he settles everything up. But um, yeah, then I went out and did T Moon, and I came back and I did a growing studio. Have you ever heard of growing yeah, studio? Yeah, I studied at the growing growing studio um, in October, and I yeah. just did the Hamilton course there. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So I did growing studio. I'm like, I love them. Like, I had an amazing experience. I've told multiple friends, like, it's a great investment in your career, mm-hmm. like, if you, because that's what it is, I mean, it's just, it's constantly putting yourself in front of these people who see billions of versions of you, like, in a day mm-hmm. with, you know, I mean, in years of, like, they, they just, you have to keep yourself present, you have to, like, show up, you know, I tell my friends, I'm like, okay, like, I mean, did you show up, did, do they, like, there's times where I've auditioned for the same cast director three times a day, like, mm-hmm. that is what I did. Like, mm-hmm. that is what I did. I I had an appointment, and then the cast director went to the EPA, and I went to that same EPA, and I made a joke. I'm like, here we go, Rachel, <laughs> doing it again, you know? <laughs> here we go, same song, girl, that you just heard. <laughs> do it in a different way, and, you know, that's what, I, that's what I did. And I still do it to this day, no matter what credits or what I do or whatever. Like, I still show up to ECCs, I still show up to EPAs. If I don't get an appointment for something, I still show up, like... That's what you have to do. But Growing Studio was incredible. I, I got my card. I did Growing Studio because I was like, okay, all these cat, cast, I did a casting director workshop. I was like, they all know me. I, I, they all seen me multiple times. They've cast me and things. But now I'm now I'm equity. So like now I have to come in with a different air and like also be like, hey, I'm union now. Remember me? Like it's a whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I... Um, that's when I got called in for Hamilton, for Lion King, for Les Mis, Dear Evan. And yeah. so how long ago was that exactly? Because you mm-hmm. also did Lion King tour three, three years, years ago? ago? Yeah. Was it Dear Evan? It was Dear Evan all three years ago? I think it was starting like workshops and stuff like that. Like I don't know, it was on Broadway yet. It's only been like two years, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, right. So I feel like it was... Maybe it was like a workshop yeah. that I auditioned for. But... um. Yeah, I did, I did Growing Studio, and, like, yeah, all of a sudden, like, in that one week, I was in finals for, like, four Broadway shows, and I was like, okay, here we go. Like, this mm-hmm. is what, all, like, I've been waiting for and getting in the room and uh, being seen mm-hmm. seriously, taken seriously as well. So, yeah, and then I got Lion King, and um, that was an incredible learning experience. Um do you think it was the equity card that made them take you seriously or just the roles that you had been booking? I think it was my persistence. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it was like what I did or like, I mean like what was on my resume or I think it was just like me being so like, you were in there seen me the like seven you, like, We're doing this. Like, are we doing this or are we not doing this? Yeah, because I'm going to keep doing it until you get sick of me. <laughs> right. Yeah. But also coming back and 
growing and mm-hmm. learning and listening and I mean playing the game and all this stuff you know like all of that so I think yeah I think I mean I think it was my persistence and I, I mean it's gotten me this far yeah, you know key. yeah and listen like I um in this business I've made mistakes like there's times where when I was younger and I was like oh this what that wasn't the best decision and or learning process you know like uh I should have done that differently or whatnot like but at the end of the day if you show up and you're doing the work that's what's important that's what matters you know Mm -hmm. and the other thing is that not every show is going to be your show like you could do a show you have this big opportunity and it like crashes down burning like that's not the end of you that doesn't define you Mm -hmm. as an artist like there's going to be things for you and there's going to be things that are not for you. And that's like the part, that's part of this journey that what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's an exploration like in yourself as well. Cause you're constantly changing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you are constantly evolving and like sometimes it doesn't work out and that's it. Like <laughs> it doesn't work out and you have to like pick up the pieces and like get back to it. Get back to it. Yeah. And that's kind of been, um, a huge, like, learning lesson for me because I'm a big perfectionist and I'm like oh things have to be perfect and like I have to like be this I have to be that and it's so interesting to be in Hamilton now because I've like I it's been a very long time since I've gone to since, since I've walked in the room of doing what I doing what we do and not feeling like work it's been a minute um, Lion King was very, was very tough. Um, I mean, dream role, like I was covering Nala, um, you know, but I was doing the tour, so the tour's been running, I mean, the show's been running for 18, 20 years almost. Um, and, you know, I learned so much about myself on that tour, um, as a performer, as a person, as a young woman, a woman of color, like, I learned so much in the, in the business, I mean, Lion King is run by Disney, which is a huge, massive empire, um, beautiful empire, you know, but it's massive, you know, so I think um, working working kind of for a corporate company, all these kind of things, like, you have to, it, it kind of puts itself in that place, and um, all, realizing the work that I want to do, like, what do I want to do? Um, what kind of work do I want to be a part of? What, what do I want to contribute to? Um, and God, like being in Lion King every day was such, that was my favorite part of the day, doing the show. Cause it's like, what is going on? I'm a bird. And now I get to like fly across the stage and now I'm a lioness, you know, and all this. It's just like, it's a beautiful experience. And um, I mean, it's, I mean, the show's been running for so long. It's a testament to that. You know, it's a beautiful show. Um, do you still get nervous when you step out on stage? Or is that... Have you ever been nervous? Was that ever a part of sort of your... Yeah, I mean, you have to... Yeah. yeah. I get really clammy. Like, my hands get clammy. And mm-hmm. I sweat a lot. <laughs> you um, doing it over and over again and sort of the comfort of it? You yeah, like, there... Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, fine. so I did it for a year. I did Lion King for the year. And, yeah, definitely got, like, into a comfort zone at some times and, like, snap out of that and... I'm doing Nala and all of that. That was like fresh territory. So, you know, I, so I went on in for the show as ensemble first and then 
um, after that track was done, like three, four months in, then I started working on Nala and then, um, um, yeah, and then I was just doing that for the six, seven months and then moved on from that and, um, then Motown happened for like a hot minute. That's right. Um, how, how long were you doing Motown for? So I actually left Motown right before we opened. I was in a very, um, tough personal space, mm -hmm. um, where Lion King really took a toll on me. I was, I was going through a lot personally. Um, and I think that's the other thing too in this business. We have to remember when to save those parts of ourselves and like go in a corner and sit. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, you can't do your work to the best of your ability. Like you can't, I've learned that. And I've tried to push through it and I've tried to like push through my emotions and my feelings and like I'm fine, I can just do these eight shows a week and I'm like, I'm good and, but no. You're still human. Yeah, yeah. you're mm -hmm. still human. And you're also like, I mean, we're being paid to be human, which is like, people don't realize how hard and what that does to yeah, your, yeah, exhausting. it's exhausting, mm. super exhausting. Um, and I- Vulnerable is not an easy place to go. For sure. Yeah. And then when you're already being vulnerable, like in the moment of your life and you're like, what am I doing? I have to do this as a job. Yeah. 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 And talk about it and always talking about your feelings and talking about it and talking, you know, it's just like, <laughs> I needed to take a minute. So after uh, Motown, I took a, I took a minute mm -hmm. and I went back to writing. Um, and that was like the best thing I could have ever done. Like go to sit down in the corner and like, say no 20 times a week to auditions because I was like I don't right now I can't I need to take care of myself mm -hmm. there's no way you can be successful in this business without taking care of yourself there isn't and that people forget that is one of the things that I like have circled up here um I was going to talk to you about self-care okay so yeah Sophia just had to leave so we're just going to keep on Keeping on. Keep on pushing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk to you about, like, self-care. Mm -hmm. And um, as someone who is, like, so dedicated and persistent and is constantly working, like, that's definitely been a question on my mind about, like, how do you go about taking that time for yourself and making sure that you're staying healthy mm -hmm. and uh, both <laughs> mentally, spiritually, <laughs> and All of these physically. things. I'm a perfectionist. Like to the max I mean you've seen I me totally. you like yeah. totally you see me like in school and like in you know it's like when I hone in on something I'm like I'm there and I'm doing it and um I'm really hard on myself I'm like super hard on myself even I mean I think I'm getting better hopefully um you know at, at learning how to just be um but it's hard because I want to be good and I want to be great, and I want to um, do good work, um, which I began to like let let go of this perfectionist idea of like who Darylin should be, um, which has made me a better performer, made me a better person. So I think I mean for me, self care is like everything. I mean I'm still learning, you know. I'm still trying to I think it's a con. It will, it will be a constant thing for me because. 
of this perfectionist like you know world um even in my ep and like taking that time where I, I took the moment and then i was like oh i really miss writing so i'm writing a book of poetry as well and i'm gonna i'm gonna uh publish that hopefully in six months whenever i finish it um <laughs> That's exciting. yeah a lot of my songs come from poetry that i write mm-hmm. actually um ideas from songs and things like that um a lot of songs in my ep came from that and uh that was like the most refreshing time for me recently to like to say no to my agent when I was like no I don't want to audition for that I want to take this time to like you know sit in a corner and like write and you know I I'm able to financially kind of like relax for a minute and which is rare (laughs) you know it's rare to be able to kind of like you know but I I wanted to take these moments to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and uh to heal what I was going through I went through a really bad breakup which it was super tough and I was a hot mess I didn't know what I was doing I was like trying to figure it out and the one thing I knew that I could do was write and um I knew that I wanted to like get back to recording music and uh and just writing, you know, I, there was a part where I was no longer, I used to write every morning and I stopped doing that like during Lion King and Motown and, and I like lost a bit of that. I lost myself a little bit and all that. And I think it's, that's the important part is like keeping those, those authentic pieces of who you really are because that's what makes you a better human being and what makes you grow and what makes you understand being human. Right. If you can't be human in this, I mean, what are you doing? What are we? Who are you being? Definitely, you know? Yeah. How are you supposed to, like, as it, as going back to what you were saying before about like it's our job mm-hmm. to be human, mm-hmm. which is such a it's a heavy task. Yeah, it's a heavy task, and it's a concept that I feel like goes over people's heads a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't think about it like that. Yeah, because it's like, oh, we we also have to be these personas and like. And these people and like show up to these events and be like, yeah, girl, kiki, like whatever. Like, no, yeah, it's like, just like, I don't feel like doing that because I'm human. And that's something. And that's okay. That's totally that's okay. That's totally okay. Which, yeah, like I feel like even for myself, I found recently like things with like networking or learning about things I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like it has just taken some time to actually sit down and look in the mirror and mm-hmm. have that conversation with yourself of being like, what kind of work do I want to be doing? Mm-hmm. Um, why am I being so hard on myself? Right. And sitting down like with your goals and everything. And a lot of that also comes from actors are taught. Um, this is something too that I, I that I every time I like speak to a young group of kids um, or mentoring whatever like in in, in, in any talk back or Q and A, um, I'm always just like, you have to be yourself and you have to be honest. You. You don't have to say yes to everything. We're taught as actors a lot to be so grateful and so like and so uh, open. Like they, you know, we have to, like we have to say, con- like, we always have to we always have to be gracious and be like and 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 be uh, you know what was the word I'm looking for and be so like oh thank you you know no like you deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. You put the work in. Yeah. You know, you don't have to tiptoe on eggshells. And if you feel like you're like tiptoeing on eggshells and you're walking around like, you know, on glass, and then that's not where you're supposed to be. Exactly. And it, just going off of what you were saying about just 
basically throwing things at the wall and hoping it's going to stick. Right. Like, I feel like that's kind of like the mentality um, of a lot of actors is just like, I'm just going to go in, get seen, like, and right. I don't even care if I don't like the show. Right. Or I... What are we doing? Yeah, like, I might not be right for it, but I'm still going to go in, which is great. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, if you end up booking it and you're, like, hating what you're doing... Yeah, you like, have to go in with a purpose. You have to go in with a goal. That's why I said earlier, I was like, every time I went in front of those casting directors and they... They, I've booked roles and I've had to turn things down. Like, I, my goal was to walk in and be seen. I booked the gig and I said no because I've already surpassed my goal. Mm-hmm. I was seen. Right. Yeah. You know, and I have, I mean, I have so many wonderfully beautiful, talented, best, you know, friends of mine in this business. And some people are really unhappy, mm-hmm. like doing what, we, we love hold as like quote, the quote, regard. Yeah. yeah. And it's and I think that's where we start losing it goes back to self care. It's like what do you really want? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Are you just doing it to say that you're doing it and like post it on, you know, social media yeah. and say that you're working? Just or trying are you to... really actually in it and yeah. enjoying it? Um, I kind of had a moment like that. Dragon bodies outside. But I had a moment like that this year where I kind of like was in the middle of working on something and was just like, "What am I doing here?" Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard. It's hard to say that because um, it does go back to that. Like, I should be grateful. Mm-hmm. I'm part of the two percent of actors in New York City that's employed. Like, right. why am I not on the, the ground kneeling to this wonderful opportunity? Right. And it wasn't wonderful. It was a wonderful opportunity. But it's also like this is an opportunity someone else would truly love to have. Mm-hmm. And I am here in this position mm-hmm. and I'm not happy. Right. About it. And and also we have to go through those moments to figure out what we truly want. You know, that's the other thing about this business. It's like you have you will have shows that you do and you're like, gotta pay the bills, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I'd rather be doing this than like serving at a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. So then you put things in perspective. But I mean you have to have a sense of purpose. I mean yeah. It it. yeah, yeah, and you can't do it just for the status, and you can't do it just for just for you know the gram and yeah. like this this world that we've created. You can't, you know, you have to have a sense of purpose, and that's what I feel like I've, I'm learning as I get older, and um, also being in a place where I feel, um, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I don't really want to do that, and I feel I'm in a place where I can kind of do some of that, say no, and. You know, where I have my team who I'm very poor, you know, behind mm-hmm. me and very supportive. And are like, okay, Darlene, like on to the next one, whatever, you know? Yeah. So I feel supported by, you know, my agents and um, my family, my friends. You know, I've, 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 I think I'm, I'm learning how to speak like my true voice, stick to my true voice and, and really not only like speak it, but like live it, you know? Yeah. And it, it takes time. It's yeah. Like, you, know, you have to be patient with yourself and know that it's not going to happen overnight because it's really easy to look at what other people are doing and, like, to be oh even listening to this and feel, like, super inspired and be like, why am I not work like, mm-hmm. in that mindset yet? It's like, it takes time to cultivate that skill set to sit down with yourself, have those hard talks, mm-hmm. go through the times where you're like, I don't think I can be on this contract anymore. Right. Um, it's It just takes a lot of time. Yeah. So Which is like, that. that's the other thing, you know, it's like, be kind to yourself and, and be like in that moment. I'm, I think I had so much, you know, like I, I, I was always like the person who had things booked six months in advance. Like I knew where I was going. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I wanted. Until, like, it blew up in my face. And then I was like, 
wait, do I really know what I want? Like, do I really know what I'm doing? And those are the moments where you like sit back and you have to have a real conversation with yourself. And you're like, what do you want? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. What, how, why did you start this in the first place? You know, it's mm-hmm. going back to basics. And, yeah. and when you're in that momentum of like knowing that you have things, I mean, that's definitely something I feel like n- not a lot of actors get the, the idea of like stability. Right. Um, from having like things booked in advance and stuff like that mm-hmm. so for you to like have that and then be like yeah even then like I still needed to take a step back yeah um, it catches up and if you're not if you're not being good to yourself it shows up in other ways and it started showing up in my work and I had to like really be honest with myself and like take a step back and regroup mm-hmm. and like and refocus and live my life differently mm-hmm. be better you know yeah. and then you know Hamilton. Yeah, so transitioning into Hamilton, how, okay, I have so many questions. Um, How did this all kind of start, like, in terms of, like, getting into the room in the first place? Um, And, like, what was the process like of, like, going back in for more and being seen? All that good stuff. So I was in finals, like, uh, earlier, as I said, uh, for Lion King and then Les Mis and then Hamilton as well. So I got, that all kind of happened from growing studio. Because, um, you know, I was getting called in, like, from Telsey, but not, like, consistently. Mm-hmm. That took a that took a, a good minute to break through that, that mm-hmm. casting office. Because they're just, I mean, it's a top casting office in um, anywhere. Yeah. So, um, in the country, in the, country, <laughs> in the world, in the universe. <laughs> um, yeah. So building the, that relationship, cause I wasn't a girl, you know, I wasn't 18 coming out of Mish, you know, mm-hmm. like, or BW. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't these girls. I wasn't, I, that musical, like I had to really work to be seen and to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing studio that, you know, that happened and I went in for Hamilton and, um, I think this is when it was just going to Broadway. Um, so I was leaving the public and heading to Broadway and, um, oh man, I wanted it so bad. Like I, I, I think I was going in for standby for the three sisters and I remember just like, drilling the material. I mean, I already knew the material. I saw, the, I saw it at the public like four times and I think, mean, yeah, I was obsessed with the phenomenon. You know, it was, yeah. that was like, I saw myself every time I saw the show. Um, so when I booked Lion King and I didn't book the other things, I was, it was so funny because I kind of was like, yay, Lion King. <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but that's honest. That's how it was in the moment. I was like, okay. Right. Because, of course, Lion King is incredible. Yeah. But it's, like, these new, the new fresh, shows. Like, exciting yeah. theater that's, like, especially Hamilton's, like, yeah. that's, never, that's never been done before. Yeah. So. So, you know, we went through that, and, um, you know, I didn't get it. Um, but, you know, they, they sent me, like, a lovely note, and they were like, she's, you know, Daryl was great, and we would love to see her again. Um, we just don't think for this company it'll work out right now. And it's so funny. I actually went to go see Hamilton on Broadway um, the day before I was leaving for Lion King, mm-hmm. and I ran into uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy TK, I'm like Tommy K, Tommy Kale, and uh, and uh, Alex Lack. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so funny because like I go to work with these people every day now, so it's like I'm like, hey Lack, what's up? Hey TK, what's up? Like you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, so it's just yeah. like weird to think about it in that sense now. But um, I went to go see the show, and I ran into them in the theater, and 
Alex was like, oh, uh, Lacamoire, he was like, I'm, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry about, about not, not having you, like, a part of our journey right now. And I was like, it's cool. Like, I booked The Lion King. It's cool. And Lack was like, oh, my God, great. And then, you know, he was like, but I know we'll work together. Like, he grabbed my arm. He's like, I know we'll work together, like, one day. You know, you're incredible. You're so talented. And there's so much, like, you know, we'll get there. And it's so funny when I think about it now, because I'm like, yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So, yeah, Hamilton and I, so we started there, and then, you know, I got back from Lion King. I got called in for the Chicago company. Um, And also, I'll tell you something that, I'll tell you what happened. So, (laughs) I was called in for the Chicago company um, for Peggy, Mariah, Mm -hmm. and I thought my appointment was at 3.30, and my appointment was actually at 10 o'clock in the morning with Lin-Manuel, like, the team. Um, yeah, it was, like, it was a uh, morning. And, um, yeah, I got a call from my agent. And he was like, where the hell are you? And I was like, my appointment's at 3.30. What are you talking? He's like, no, your appointment is now. Freak out mode, like, complete freak out mode. Like, per- perfectionist Darylin was, like, melting inside. Like, my whole body was on fire. I was, like, sobbing for no reason. Like, I didn't even get, you know, my agent was like, just get to tell C, like, whatever, whatever. I didn't get seen until the end of the day. But by then, like, I was so disconnected and so far gone and so embarrassed and so... So drained. Drained, yeah. I just, there was no way I... Yeah, it was wild. Um, yeah, so I bombed. Like, I, I mean, I was an emotional wreck. And I was like... This is over for me. <laughs> like, I literally was like, I blew, like, any chance of ever being in Hamilton, ever. And um, I didn't get called in for two years. Yeah. Wow. Two years. Um, yeah. Did you keep going to, like, EPAs and whatnot? For you know, I went once to an EPA after that. So I had already had, like, three or three or four appointments before all this happened. But, like, um, yeah, I went to one EPA and then I was just like, I roll, and I was like, I need to let this go for a minute. Mm-hmm. I need to step away. Um, so I did. I like took a step back. I didn't go to any EPAs for Hamilton. I didn't go to any ECCs. I didn't even like talk about it to my agent. Like I was mm-hmm. like, because we knew it was like, that's it. If you get called in again, you get called in again. If not, like they know who you are. They've seen you multiple times. You need to let some air breathe. Um, yeah, and then <laughs> flashback to the summer. I was going to the Hamptons for a party. Was this July 4th? Bad and bougie. Bad and bougie. I went to the Hamptons for a party, and then um, I'm in the car, and I get an email that I had a work session for Hamilton. Um, yeah, and they were requesting to see me for... It was for Broadway, Chicago, and Puerto Rico. So there was, I guess they were changing some things in the companies, and they were looking for, for some coverage and whatnot. So I went in. Well, first off, I sobbed like a baby just getting the email because... You're like, that opportunity yeah, lost. Yeah, right? it's not lost. And also, like, I've been working so hard, you know? Like, Telsey had cast me. I did the Pretty Woman workshop. So, like, Telsey and I were still, like, on good terms. Like, you know, I was, you know, still going in for stuff and showing up and... Um, had some other appointments but in that whole thing that you know they called me back in for Hamilton and then 
I went in and did the whole shebang and um, yeah, did the whole dance call, went in again, did more material and then Bethany Knox called me and she was like, yeah, Puerto Rico. You're in. You're in. And she was like, all that hard work, Daryl, and she was like, yeah. That was it. Wow. Yeah. And so what has the process been like over these past couple of weeks? I know you've been in rehearsal like every day. Yeah, completely transformative and life-changing and a sense of hope and that there's still, you know, people out there that want to work. And I say that because there's a sense of pride that Hamilton, this, this massive show that's, that's been created, you know, that Lin-Manuel created and, and Tommy and Alex, like, you know, created with Lynn. I mean, I've never gone in to work in a show where they want to see Daryl And I mean that as in like, I've never gone into, into a show. It's been a very long time for me in this business. You know, after getting to a certain level, you start to realize how this business is and what being creative really is and people who really put work into being creative, into creating something new, into, and it's just rare. Many people are scared Mm -hmm. to explore, to take a risk. It's, I mean, you know, this is a business and at the end of the day, we got to sell tickets, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be the 12 Tony award winning show, you know, at the end of the day, like it's a business, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and this is the first time I've ever done a show where they pride themselves. Um, Hamilton really prides themselves on the people in the show. Like they want you to be nobody else but yourself. Mm -hmm in everything you do. Yeah. Um, and they pride that, and they put they put that responsibility for, on us. Mm-hmm. And that's our job, to be Darylin, mm-hmm. <laughs> which in this business is very rare because usually they want you to be everything but. Um, it, me, per, that's what I've personally experienced. Um, you know, I have friends who are like, oh, this is another great opportunity, another great, you know, um, everybody has a different journey in this in this business and for me personally this has been the first time in a while in my career where I've walked in and like you know like I can breathe you and and be comfortable being you yeah and I'm allowed to be me yeah and it's just in every way you know in, in, in my through my voice and through everything and they and that's what they want and they put that trust in you Mm -hmm. and they let you go with it um and that's been like the most rewarding beautiful part of this experience so far um i like love waking up at six in the morning and like going in to rehearse because it's just like i get to do this awesome cool new thing it's not either there's five other companies of it but like i get to be a part of this like new special thing you know it's so cool and it's just been really, really nice. You know, and of course, you know, every show, you know, you have boundaries and there's a show, you know, can't go up there being Judy Garland. and yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so, you know, it's like you go up there and you got to do your job. But there's a sense of a responsibility, like I said, and pride and trust. 
mm-hmm. that Tommy and Alex and Lynn give us. And we, and it's like, go, fire the gun, and you're like running full speed, mm-hmm. you know? And nobody's like stopping you or pulling you back. It's like they want to see you fly. Mm-hmm. They want to see you like succeed. They want, they want you to be the best version of yourself. Wow. That's like my heart is just like exploding with yeah. confetti of happiness and excitement just even hearing about it. It's like really inspirational. And also um, what you were saying about just being able to go in and, and feel that breath of fresh air and mm-hmm. know that like you are allowed to just be in that room mm-hmm. as yourself um, with something that Hannah Ryan, the resident direct, mm-hmm. uh, the residential director of the show right now for Broadway, she was talking about um, that in the Hamilton, the Hamilton uh, residential casting workshop that mm-hmm. they have at the Growing Studio. Okay. So that's what that one of the things that she really tried to implement was talking about the fact that like they want to see New York City reflected on stage. Right. They want to see you and no one else. Right. And even Tommy, uh, Tommy brought this up one day in rehearsal. Oh, no, it wasn't Tommy. I think it was uh, PV, Patrick. Um, I think he, he mentioned he was like, you know, there's, we see, like, you know, I mean, we, he's like, they're, they're constantly in audition rooms for this show because it's what it is and they have to find coverage and they have to find people that can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, Tommy would just, like, this is what uh, Patrick had mentioned that Tommy does in, rehears- in uh, audition rooms. But he says that Tommy would, like, see somebody and then he's like, they haven't lived yet. They need to go. They need to go and, and do more do more living. And it like struck a chord with me because I was like, I was like, yeah, like I needed to do more living. Like I needed everything that I had gone, everything that I've gone through in the past three years, like all of that needed to happen to me for me to be able to reach this level that I didn't even realize I was reaching for. Mm-hmm. You know? And even when I went in the la- for the last time, when I went in for Tommy and Alex, you know, Tommy was like, every time I see you, Daryl, and he's like, it's more and more and more, and, and it's really good work. And I was like, okay. You know, like in the moment, you're like, thanks. And you're like, is that a good thing? And it's like, yeah. Like, I needed to live. I needed to, like, make those mistakes. I needed to, like, lock myself in that room for a day, drink bottles of wine and cry and, like, go through those moments yeah. I needed to like you know I needed though yeah. that I needed to be real I needed to like let myself feel exactly if it was gonna be all smooth sailing yeah or if you were repressing anything mm-hmm. it was gonna probably you know blow you out way earlier on exactly um and I think that's definitely true like one of the biggest things that I've realized, especially from this year, is just, like, you have to go through it. Like, there's no way around. Yeah. Um, you got to go straight through it. Yeah. Because it's going to be dirty and messy and really shitty sometimes. Yeah. Just like in every other show that I've been not very happy in or whatever, you know, you have to go through it. And mm-hmm. you decide what you do in those moments. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I'm so grateful still and like and and just every day is a learning I mean every day I learn something new in that group I mean the cast is just phenomenal everybody is like bringing this a game like it's so interesting I think also because we have this sense of I mean obviously we get to do the show with Lin-Manuel and um there's that sense of like all right 
gotta put your gold star on and just go out and do it and do the show with Lin-Manuel, the writer-grader, and this is weird and like, oh my God, but we have to do it, you know? And there's like this sense that we carry, I feel like we all carry this sense of responsibility in our cast um, because we're going to Puerto Rico, you know, we're going to do this amazing once-in-a-lifetime opportunity um, where our kids will read about it one day or like, you know, so there's a special bond like in our cast um, and this support uh, that I've not, I have not experienced in a cast um, in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also really cool seeing like brown faces everywhere and yeah. like seeing it behind the table. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge. That is so big. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so rare. And people don't realize that, you know, even being in like Lion King and these shows that represent something you know like I didn't see myself behind the table at not once and you don't realize how much of like a difference that makes I feel like until you really do see it in the room and oh my gosh I mean it is it's so beautiful like Mm -hmm. it's incredible seeing like female power you know like seeing Mm -hmm. seeing just all of us like coming together also like being asked like what do you think you know like people don't realize like we don't <laughs> we don't get asked that question often enough in this business yeah it's like do your job and can you try it this way can you do it this way can we it's there's never this open discussion and in Hamilton every day there's an open discussion every day it is a at, there's nothing off the table there's nothing off limits like every day we are invited to have a conversation, to explore, to be wrong, mm-hmm. to be right, to be messy or whatever, you know, however we feel that day, we are allowed to bring that yeah. without judgment or without feeling like I'm going to get fired, you know? Mm-hmm. That is um, super, super rare. I mean, I can't even get into that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I, I, it's, I, in, in this level, in this business, I've rarely seen anything like that in my, in, so far. Yeah. So far. Certainly something I feel like a lot of people don't get to experience. Mm-hmm. So that's really beautiful. Yeah, man. I've, I um, love this, this, this show and my job. And it's been a journey. And it's only begun. It's just like mind-blowing, really. And your journey as an actor, like I think it's, like, I think it's just incredible that you're, like, I keep having that vision of your mom just ripping up those letters and being like, you're going to, you're going to work. Yeah. You're going to work hard for it. And I think that it could have been a really easy ride for you, you know, mm-hmm. like you could have gone to a really great school mm-hmm. and then like, maybe like directly on Broadway right after you got out. But like, this is what you needed. Like, this was your journey. Mm-hmm. And that is so much more exciting yeah. than someone who just got that. Like, I mean, yeah. that's great for them, but it's also, I, yeah. like... Yeah, you know, like, everybody's journey is different, exactly. and... But I wouldn't have... I mean, I wouldn't have changed it for anything Maybe. so far. Well, thank you so much for oh my God. today. Thanks for having me, Katie. <laughs> like, I, I told you, I have been such a big um, supporter and fan from afar, even though I don't get to talk to you all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for you. Thanks, and girl. This experience. Also, I just yes. want to say that... 
Darylin does have her EP coming out in February. Yeah, It's called Constellation. Mm-hmm. Um, how many songs are there? It's going to be five. It's going to be a little short, a little short ditty. Yeah. Five cute songs, and we'll do a music video, and... Um, I'm still deciding if I want to release all of it. I might want to do a music video first and then kind of see as it's, yeah, I just, I'm trying to not put so much pressure on myself on Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff because it's like, I mean, the music industry is a whole other Next episode. Yeah, seriously. Hard to Honestly, we could have our own podcast just with you. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I can't. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. It's coming out. I'm doing it. I'm going to release it. It's been something I've been like sitting on for a year and a half, so it's it's time. Yeah. It's well, time. we'll definitely be talking about that yes. as well at Not Yet Famous. <laughs> and um, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you could follow us on Instagram, subscribe to us on iTunes, and um, also follow us on Facebook. We are Not Yet Famous. Thank you.